Whitney. I'm Danielle. And we are the founders of Sakara Life, on a mission to nourish your body and transform your life. Sakara is a Sanskrit word that describes the action of turning your thoughts into things and manifesting your reality. We believe that who we surround ourselves with, what we watch, what we listen to, what we eat, the information that we take in, impacts the way we think and therefore who we are. The conversations that follow are with bold thinkers who have had an impact on how we view the world, ourselves, and what it means to live the Saqqara life. The intention of these conversations is to push each of us to greater heights so that we can turn our thoughts into things and all shine our light a little brighter. We are so excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to the Saqqara life. On today's episode, we are joined by the renowned Dr. Leigh Aaron Keneally, who is a leader in the functional medicine space. Dr. Keneally is primarily known for her patient-first approach and her work around preventing cancer through addressing patients and their lifestyle habits. She is also the founder and medical director of the Cancer Center for Healing and Center for New Medicine, which has become the largest integrative medical clinic in North America. Dr. Keneally is the author of The Cancer Revolution, and today we will be talking about her book, among many other topics as well, and her work perfectly blends two of our Saqqara values, science and spirit, and we can't wait to share this conversation with you. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Leigh Aaron Keneally. Dr. Keneally, welcome to the Saqqara Life podcast. We are so excited to have you today. Danielle has been following you on Instagram for a long time. She was the one that introduced you to me, and you are just a wealth of knowledge, so we're so happy to have you here with us today. Well, thank you for having me, girls. Yeah, and our first question that we like to ask everybody who comes on the Sakara Life podcast is, what is your mission? What do you feel like is your mission here on Earth? Oh, that's a big question. Big, big statement. Well, anyway, a lot of things have happened to where I am today. And so I think people need to understand really how I got into what I'm doing. And um, I grew up in Texas and I grew up uh, with a mother who was very natural. We ate at home. She nursed us for one year and then she made every bit of our food as a child, as a baby. So we never, she never bought baby food. She made it everything herself. And growing up, I I ate liver and liver pate and bone broth and sauerkraut and all those, you know, organ meats and all kinds of things. So I grew up like that, fortunately. But then I, when I was 16 years old, my parents received a letter that the drug that my mother took when she was pregnant with me. She took a drug because she started bleeding. I'm number three of six children. And she started bleeding. And so she went to the doctor and they said, okay, we have this medicine. It was given in the 50s. They don't use this medicine now. But this medicine was DES, diethylstilbestrol, which is a very potent synthetic estrogen. So they found out that that drug caused cancer in both male and female offspring hormone problems, anatomical problems, infertility, all kinds of things that manifest different in all women. 
And so I started going to MD Anderson when I was 16 years of age. Mind you, I've never really gone to the doctor because when you're 16, you don't really. And back then you didn't go to the doctor. Like today, people go to the doctor regularly. Back then you didn't go to the doctor. And, and there were only, at the time, there were only four vaccines when I was a child. So like we didn't go to the doctor and my mother kind of just didn't believe in medicines or anything like that. So anyway, so I started my journey with my own personal conundrum medical history. And it's kind of been, you know, I've had a lot of detours along the way. Um, and I just believe that doctors today, they never identify what is actually the landscape of what's going on in the patient. Today's medicine is a drug or surgery and nothing else. And they did a study of 44,000 identical twins, and they found that the fundamental problem, whether they were going to get cancer, was their eating and their lifestyle. And not one doctor asked a patient how they live or what they eat. And so my, my, I want everyone to know what I know. I'm, I'll be 65 this year. And so I don't know everything, but what I do know, I want to share the most innovative, creative transformations that a patient can make in their lives to healing the world. Because it's not, you know, there's 8 billion people we need to heal because we're living in one large community. And uh, our health of our world is in the United States, we rank 43rd in the world in healthcare. We spend two and a half times as much as any other country. And we are prescribing about 10 to 12 medications per man, woman, and child. And so, uh, you know, there's obviously our paradigm is not working. And everyone should clearly see, you know, autism, you know, 30 years ago was one in 10,000. Now, you know, it's about one in 37, one in 40, something like that. And Stephanie Seneff, who's an MIT scientist, says, it's going to be by 2025, one in two. So why are we all not singing the alarm bells everywhere and saying, wait, 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 what is going on? We need to create this sacred body with the mother before she even has a child uh, with proper nutrition and proper balancing, proper emotional attunement so that she can create the miracle that we know every woman deserves. Mm. Yeah, so, we actually had Stephanie on the podcast a little bit ago. She's amazing. Can you talk to us about, you know, when I was growing up, I always heard that cancer was based on your genes. And now, you know, we know, and as you just shared, it's largely based on lifestyle. Can you talk about what are the stats behind it's purely genetic versus you're genetically predisposed versus lifestyle, food, et cetera? Right. So cancer is only about five, six percent genetics. So, and I always tell people, genetics is not destiny. And what happens is, unfortunately, people think, oh, my mom, my dad had that, my sister had that. But, but you tend to grow up with whatever their nutrition and lifestyle was, okay? So their nutrition and lifestyle becomes you, all right? And not only the nutrition and lifestyle, but also the emotional status of a mother and father is transferred also to the child. 
So we need to be looking at, you know, everything because genetics is not, I rarely see that genetics is the cause of a, someone's cancer. So people always think that, but the worst thing for us to do is say, oh, my mom had breast cancer. So you automatically say, oh, okay, I'm going to get, you know, I may have risk for breast cancer. Yes, we need to know about all the prevention that women can do or men can do, but we, we don't, we don't want to become our parents. We want to learn from our parents and say, oh, how do I change my history and, and or my possible predisposition? I think it's fascinating that you mentioned emotional. And I always, I guess, find it surprising when doctors bring the emotional component into their treatment. Because in the past, doctors were very focused on the physical, and that didn't include the emotional. But you're saying it's nutrition, it's lifestyle, and it's emotional, and and that the emotional actually gets passed down from parents as well. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Right. So if a mother has a tendency to be anxious or depressed, and I see it in my patients all the time, and actually, once they learn their own issues, they see what they're doing to their children. And so they say, I'm going to promise myself to change this transgenerational problem because their mother was like that, et cetera, if they look back at their history. So we inherit nine generations of emotional and physical DNA. We're not just the DNA of our mother and father. We go back now, we know it used to be five, but now they've learned through the studies, it's nine. So it's nine generations of trauma, emotional imbalances, beliefs and thoughts, etc., and the physical, all right? So it's not just, we always think our who we are is just what we look like, but no, it's the emotional heart DNA that we also develop. And so I believe, now I did not learn this in medical school. We did not. I studied psychiatry. I remember doing psychiatry and it was all about, here's, you have this symptom, here's this drug. And we did not learn about the impact of stress. So now we know with the impact of stress and emotional conflicts that we know that that's translated in the body. And so we, we know that if we don't address that, we can never fix the patients. Because I tell people, your body follows your thoughts. Yes, so true. And... and, and- I want to get into all of the things that we need to do and how this can, um, you know, lead to cancer or prevent cancer. You are an expert in cancer. And so can you first um, set it up for us? Like, what what is cancer? You know, I, I guess wow. I always thought of it as like, like Danielle was saying, this thing that your body grows and you just, you got it in your genes. But that's not that's not what you've been saying. Can you set it up for our listeners? Like what what is cancer and how does it start? Right. So from one cancer cell to tumor formation takes about 10 years. When I say 10 years, that means 
that's when it's observed by an ultrasound, a PET scan, CT, MRI, some imaging, okay? Cancer is not typically found in blood work, all right? So people who get blood work regularly, you're just not going to see cancer unless doctors do all the testing that I talk about in my book. But when it shows up, when a woman feels a lump or you feel some symptoms, usually it's already 10 years old, okay? So cancer starts in the perfect storm conditions. So usually that is high stress, sugar, acidity, toxins, nutritional deficiencies, infections, all of this terrain, this unwell garden is taking place. We have systems in our body, we call it apoptosis, programmed cancer cell death, that we have these systems in place to kill cancer every day. But when our immune system gets overwhelmed with the things I just mentioned, then it's the perfect conditions for a cancer cell to develop. And one, one cancer cell is a cell that is out of control, okay? And then that out of control cell continues to duplicate because if you don't know the unwell condition, right? You don't know that. You don't know maybe what you're experiencing or anything because we all have stress but we think we're getting through it, or we don't know we might have a chronic infection or chronic nutritional deficiency, chronic toxicity. You don't know that. I tell people you can't manage something you don't measure. And now we have all these amazing testing available today to figure out what we have. And health is not our number one value in this country. It should be the number one thing that we focus on because if we're not healthy, we're not good for ourselves, we're not good for our family, we're not good for our workplace, and we're not good for our entire community. So health is not something that's talked about. We should be having community health places where we can go and learn about health and help each other. Because like somebody's going to be good at gardening, someone's going to be good at this, that, and the other. And then you create these healthy spaces, okay, where everyone can learn and grow and, and help each other be the best. Because when we're the best, just think where we'd all be. Amen. And I know you do talk about this in your book, and I have it in front of me right now. And it's, even though it's about cancer, it's actually like such a beautiful read because I just... I know this so well, but it's this beautiful reminder of how much control we have over our lives, that we can control so many inputs and therefore the output, so to speak. Can you give just a quick overview of what are some of the ways you suggest people work on cancer prevention? And what are some of like the early detection tests that you talk about in your book? And at what age do you suggest people start doing that? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So I think the most important thing is we need to take a self-inventory, okay? Because we just grow up and we're just going through life and we're not mindful of our existence. So we need to take a personal inventory. How am I doing? How am I living? Am I living in, the, in accordance with the laws and rules of Mother Nature? If you, if you know what those are, okay? 
So I would say the first big thing is how are you handling stress? And because stress, I would say, is probably our number one problem, all right? And stress is normal, and it's actually part of your necessity to stay alive. But when we get extreme stress, okay, chronic stress, let's say we're taking care of a mother who has Alzheimer's. Maybe we're taking care of a sick baby with autism. Maybe, you know, we had a a person in the family die and it's a trauma and shock to the system. There's so many things. And so we think we're handling it, but we need to do measures of, of probably daily meditation daily attitudes, you know, um, affirmations of gratitude every day, um, something to, to really get our body in peacefulness and homeostasis. Okay. Or maybe we need to see a health, a life coach or, or a life counselor or a psychologist or someone who's an expert in emotional attunement. I would say, I tell all my young employees that work with me, I tell them, look, you need to do the emotional work that we have here. It will change your life because we, we are, you know, that book, I think you guys probably know this, your, your body keeps score. Your body knows everything. Okay. And if we don't have resolution of these stressful situations and life is full of detours, it's going to have detours. Okay. You're not going to have a perfect life sitting on the beach drinking Mai Tais. It is not normal, all right? You're going to have detours, and those detours are your opportunity for growth and enlightenment. And you wouldn't be able to help someone else if you haven't had detours, all right? That's why I do what I'm doing. That's why you're doing what you're doing. Is I always say your mess becomes your message. Because if you're not an expert on you... How can you help someone else? So I would say stress. Do an inventory. Maybe write down like everything that's bothering you and how you're going to resolve it because we can't control everything. We have to control the things that are within our control. All right. So that's number one. Um, Number two, I would say is examine your lifestyle. We know according to circadian rhythm, that we're supposed to sleep eight hours, maybe nine for some people, eight hours a night. It's around 10 to six. Okay. You're not supposed to be staying up till one o'clock AM. You're doing work and reading your computer and all that. You're not supposed to. It's about 10 to six, give or take 30 minutes. Then you're supposed to drink water. Okay. Water, your bit, your, when you were born, your body was 95% water. Now you're 70% water. So we need to drink purified water because all of the water is toxic in our environment. So you have to invest in a a good purification system that is going to take out all the chemicals and the pharmacology that's in the water and everything else. Then you've got to eat foods that are going to nourish and strengthen your body. So if you're eating packaged dead food, you are not going to be alive. Okay, because you have to eat energy in order to have energy. All right. So you don't mm-hmm. eat, get energy from eating cereal. You're not going to get energy from eating dead food. You're not going to get energy from going through Taco Bell and McDonald's and thinking that's going to revitalize you. It's not going to happen. So you must eat energy to have energy. 
all right? Because your body is run from ATP. Your mitochondria make ATP. So the only way those are going to be healthy is you've got to eat nutrients and nutrient-dense food that have that to, to keep your mitochondria functioning for you. Then you've got to move. Everybody sits all day long today because of computers. So you have to counterbalance the new computer world with movement because you have a lymph system. Our lymph system is four times greater than our blood circulation. Think about that. The lymph yeah. system is four times greater than the blood circulating from your heart. So the lymph system is mobilized by movement, any kind of movement. So enjoy washing dishes, enjoy washing clothes, enjoy any movement, an opportunity to run up and down the stairs. Well, I think of everything that I do is how much can I move, okay? And it doesn't have to be like, okay, go to the gym and all this kind of stuff because people are not really good gym people. Just move, go take walks outside because you need sunshine. 15, 20 minutes, move five minutes per hour. You're going to be way more productive on that computer. So movement is critical. We know that longevity is related to our muscle mass. If we don't move, we are not going to have muscles. So unfortunately, as you guys know, sitting is the new smoking. And it's a very, very, very serious problem because people are sitting on their computer. Yes, they're buying stand-up desks, but still you've got to move and you've got to can't just do, you know, card walking. We need to all be doing some kind of muscular activity, whether it's weights or push-ups or sit-ups and squats and all that. But you can do that anytime, anywhere, one minute, you can do that, okay? How about a dance and, break? Uh, yeah, a dance <laughs> break, anything, anything, I mean, like anything, you know? So I've learned to enjoy my chores at my house, you know, that I'm moving and doing things. So I've learned how to, everything is about how we look at things. If you know the book, Victor Frankel, In Search for the Meaning of Life, do you guys know that book? No, mm -hmm. I'll have to okay, you, read that. You got to read that. It's a short read. Writing it down. But yes. So he wrote in the book, he was a Holocaust. He was a psychologist in the Holocaust. And so he writes in his book about like between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is your opportunity for growth, enlightenment, and freedom. And we decide, we all decide how we are going to respond. And no one can take that away from you. So play, make sure you read that. It's probably one of the most yeah. well-read books. So I think about that quote. That's like one of my most famous quotes. Because, you know, we always react instead of, wait a second. Let me take one, two, three, four, five seconds, whatever it is, before we respond to our children, to our loved ones, to anybody, but we can all maintain our dignity, our how we're going to respond. And so this thing, how people would be, they're going to be doing a service to themselves because our job is to maintain peace every day. Because if you're peace, so everyone around you is going to be peaceful whether it's your children, your employees, or anything. I know my employees directly respond to how I am, directly. So I yeah, always absolutely. make sure that I am always going in. Hello, good morning. Today's going to be the best day ever. And then I, when they, we get difficult patients, I go, you guys, they are suffering. We have to understand and be compassionate 
to their journey. They aren't normally doing that because they want to. It's because they are suffering and they're going through very difficult times. And now for a quick break, we wanted to take a moment to tell you guys about one of our newest Sakara products, the Foundation, which is a packet of your daily essential supplements, all Sakarified, so to speak, meaning completely clean, plant-based, bioavailable, and coming from whole food sources. Lots of times people think that supplements are just pills that you take, but really you should use the same level of scrutiny and standards that you would for your food. So these supplements are not only incredibly effective, but also incredibly clean. After taking them just for a couple weeks, you'll feel increased energy, better digestion, more restful deep sleep, brain clarity, and boosted immunity. And we like to think of this as our nutritional insurance. So yes, first and foremost, you want to get your nutrients from the foods that you eat every single day. But if you are a Saccharolite, which we know you are since you're listening, you know that we believe in eating clean and playing dirty, that none of us are perfect, nor would we want to be. Sometimes life gets in the way. And even though I get Saqqara food delivered to me every week, some weeks I just don't eat as well as I wish I, I could have. And so this is a great way to make sure you're getting all of the essential nutrients you need to feel and look your best. And for all of you Sakara lights out there right now, we're gifting you $15 to use towards your first purchase of the foundation. Just use podcast 15 at checkout on Sakara.com. And we put a lot of love and work into creating these supplements over the past three years at least. So we hope that you love them just as much as we do. Enjoy. Let's get back to the episode. We say the same thing with our wellness team, our client services team, where if people are reacting in a negative way and are upset and taking it out on our client service members, that's always our responses. It's not personal. We don't know what's going on in their lives. And usually it is something that they are, they are suffering and they're, they want to change and they're looking for hope and, and they're coming to us for healing. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of in that same camp and I agree, like we can't control how people are going to treat us, what they're going to say, um, because they're having their own experience, but what we can control is how we react to it. And do we come at it with anger and resistance back, or do we come with compassion, like you're saying, and, um, offer to be part of their healing, healing journey and healing process. And that usually turns things right around when somebody comes with love. Yeah, that's right. Right. Love and compassion. Cause we need to all be loving servants every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are just filled with amazing isms. I just have to say like all these tweetable moments. I'm like, I'm telling you, this is, this is why everyone should follow her on social. It's so inspiring. I do want to make sure we get to what are some of the tests or like early detection that uh, you recommend and at, and at what age? Okay. So I used to say people had a warranty until they were 40. 
And because, you know, your body's all working for you and great and wonderful. But I will tell you, and I don't mean to be, I'm not an alarmist at all. I have seven kids, three grandkids, work 70 employees. So I'm not an alarmist. I'm, I'm able to handle lots of things. And, but what I've been doing this for 35 years, I work five days a week, about 10 hours, 12 hours a day. And in, in that day, though, I do do treatments and things for myself. So I always manage. I always take care of myself, just like you girls need to take care of yourself. And everybody needs to do self-care every day. And so that's probably the most important thing you're going to do. Okay. And I tell every mother that I tell them, you have to take care of yourself. And then you need to take care of your kids. Because if you don't take care of yourself, then how are you going to be a good mommy? And I remember when my kids were young, I woke up very early so I could plan myself and my day for my kids. So I'd had a clear mind, you know, and everything. So I know I got off there. Things okay. are so important. They're so important. And so now what I'm seeing, you know, children today are not healthy. 60% of them probably are suffering from a chronic illness. When I grew up, there was nobody sick. Nobody had anything. No one had ADD. No one had diabetes. No one had allergies. No one had like anything. Okay. I grew up in Texas, but no one was sick. No one took medicines. No, I mean, that just was like unheard of. Right. But today that's not the case in children. Okay. And now the young people that I'm seeing with cancer in this year, 2022, just this year is beyond alarming. I mean, it is something that I think about now every day because all of these young patients, they have lung cancer, they have breast cancer. A woman is nursing and she says, I feel a lump. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on? And so we can't now say that there's a warranty or 40. So what I would tell every person to do, because my whole life has been how not to get cancer, okay? because of my personal history. So I started learning every single thing about that early on, okay? And I steered away from conventional medicine. Yes, it's great for workup, blood tests, and scans, but your treatment protocols of surgery and medication, most people should avoid, unless it's an emergency, okay? But the test that every woman, every person, man or woman, even children I check to do would be Blood sugar, hemoglobin A1C. So hemoglobin A1C is a reflection of your sugar over 90 days. If your sugar's high, you're higher risk for all diseases. Every single disease, cancer, heart disease, neurological, everything, allergies, there's nothing. Why? Because elevated sugar paralyzes the cell to take care of you. So we, and 80% and of the population is either pre-diabetic or diabetic. So sugar, C-reactive protein. How often should you be getting your A1C tested? Well, just once a year. Just once a year. So okay. once a year. And all, all of these tests should be once a year? Like you do a full blood workup right. with these tests yeah. that you're going to explain? Okay. Right, exactly. So I do a chemistry, which checks electrolytes, kidney, liver, all that kind of stuff. So that makes sure you're, all that's good. Then I do a CBC that checks your white count, your hemoglobin, make sure you're not anemic. Your white cells are part of your immune system. So we want to make sure all that's great. 
Then I always check everyone's thyroid because everyone has thyroid problem today. Not everyone, a lot of people. I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people do. Thyroid cancer has increased 30%. So thyroid is a big thing because the thyroid's the battery to your body. Then the hemoglobin A1C, then the C-reactive protein, which is a non-specific marker for inflammation. A vitamin D that influences over 3,000 genes in your body, probably one of the most incredible nutrients. And it's a hormone and a nutrient, all right? Then I always check in people 18 years and older, DHEA sulfate. DHEA sulfate is the main hormone made by the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are the stress, their stress, longevity, and immune gland. So if that gland is stressed and compromised, then we know we've got to help the patient with that. So those would be the main things I would check to make sure. Yes, sometimes I have to check people's hormones. And I would say, I don't know if you guys know this, but hormone problems in young people are very, very big today. And they started probably 20 years ago. And the reason why is I've noticed in men that young men, about 75% of them have low testosterone and other hormones. And that is because of the environmental xenoestrogens and or other toxins. Okay. And this is talked about, I'm sure you guys have read about it. And then women are having estrogen dominance because of either something in their bodies not working right for them. Or they have environmental output or stress, like stress messes up with the balance of estrogen and cortisol and thyroid. So we know how much stress all of us are having today. And so all of these things, we got to start early now. We can't wait now because of what I am seeing and not just what I'm seeing. Every other practitioners are seeing the same thing. Okay. So it's it's just that medicine is not trying to practice proactive, preventive, precise medicine. That's not what we do today. We do not do that. Patients come in and the doctor, they have a complaint. Oh, it's nothing. See you later. You know, and then two years later, it's something. So the biggest thing we have to do as a practitioner is listen to our patients. They have all the answers. Take every symptom as something as possible serious. That's how I do it, just to make sure there's nothing. Because I lived in a world that I didn't have all this. But today's world, when I have a young girl from Texas, 34, that had constipation for two years, and the doctor said it's hemorrhoids, it was stage three rectal cancer. Wow. So I had a patient with back pain for years. And they said, oh, you're having back pain. You pulled a muscle. It's ovarian cancer. So typically, you guys, cancer doesn't have a symptom. It's an occult Mm. hidden illness. All right. Because why? You don't feel the abnormal one cell or two cells or five cells or a thousand cells. You don't feel that, right? So we have a detection system that I've been using. So one of my mentors was a sarcoma survivor. Sarcoma is a cancer of muscle and bone. And so he was 22 when he was diagnosed and they wanted to amputate his leg and he didn't want his leg amputated. So he spent 11 years, not months, 
11 years figuring out how to save his leg and, and cure himself of cancer. So I meet wow. him at an anti-aging conference in Las Vegas, and he's telling his, me his life story. I'm telling him my life story. So Misery Loves Company, and then he became my mentor. So you have acupuncture points on your fingers and toes. Those have been known for thousands of years. It's nothing new. And you look at the energy flow of these acupuncture points. And if you don't have adequate flow, we look for what's impeding the energy flow. Mm. And so energy precedes action. If I throw a baseball in a mirror, a lot of energy took place before it crashed into the mirror. So the cancer and the heart attack is the crash or the earthquake. But what was all the energy imbalances? So I do. I like to do that on every single patient. Your blood work checks one minute of time. So I'm only going to get limited information. Then the second thing that I do is I'll do scans, whether I do ultrasounds. My big thing now is whole body MRIs because there's no dye. So I do whole body MRIs on patients, not on usually typically young patients, but older patients or patients that let's just do it. And they're not as expensive as they used to be. They, the prices are coming down, which is good. Then I do the bioenergetic testing. So I get a good understanding of the landscape of your body. And so what is bioenergetic testing? Okay. So bioenergetic testing. So uh, there was a doctor, physicist, and medical doctor, Dr. Vol, Reinhold Vol. He was a German doctor. And he was the first person that found these acupuncture points and the significance of them. So the, this testing now is called electroacupuncture according to Vol, V-O-L-L, because it's named after the doctor. So it's actually assessing all the acupuncture meridians and the energy that is flowing or not flowing in that meridian. Okay, got it. So it was it's what you were just talking about with right, the energy exactly. points. Okay. Right. So we all are energy. You know, Einstein says it is not a it, it is not some, you know, uh it, it is real. It's everything is energy. And now we see that if you you can check you can actually validate the photonic energy of every cell now. And so, so people, you know, for most people, they don't understand that we are energy, but you know, as mothers, when you hug your child, you had an energy transfer, correct? For sure. Okay. So it's a real thing. It's just that we can't see it, right? We cannot see the energy. So it's very hard for people to understand energy medicine. Or like, you know how when you meet somebody, you go, mm, this just doesn't feel right. Okay. It, that energy of that yeah. person doesn't feel and resonate with your energy. Okay. And so you know that, you know that instinctively, right? So, or just like you were thinking about your child and that something happens that coincides with you thinking about your child, right? So anyway, energy is real and people just don't understand it, but we're, we're beginning to understand frequencies. Like music is energy, right? Music is energy. It's 
it's it's actually treatment you know music like that's why meditation works is because meditation is medication it works we know we validated it with mri studies so so that's why like we the whole world needs to be meditating <laughs> because it is so powerful you know absolutely indeed and i i love one of our five core values here at Sakara is called science and spirit. And you are such a perfect kind of manifestation of that. It's that we can understand the science, we can use the science, but that it's not going to solve our problems alone, that we also need this spirit side, which, you know, we equate to more things like lifestyle, meditation, how you're feeling, what you believe, the thoughts you think, and how that manifests into health or disease. And we're lucky that we have science now and these tools, but we can't rely on them to fix us. We have to really, you know, use the the tools within first and foremost. We got to do the work. It's not easy. There's Yeah, there's not a pill that's going to do it for you. Yeah, li- I tell every young, yeah, I tell every young person, life is not easy. If it's easy, everybody would be doing it. You <laughs> must do the work. And uh, it's it's a discipline, it's a decision. It's what is your value? Is your value health? Like I had a family talk with all my kids and their in-laws. And as you know, you guys haven't gotten there when they're adults, they have their own mind and their own thinking. And I told them that we were talking about, we went around the room and said, what is your value? And it was very interesting. And I said that health was my number one value because if I don't have my health, I have literally nothing. I literally nothing. Okay. And I have the privilege of seeing patients every day in very, very, very dire streets. And of course, being a mother, I want to save everyone. Okay. And I want to save the world. That's what I want. That's what you guys want. Okay. And because we see, we see things that we don't need to see. We really don't need to see all of what we're seeing today. And so, but we all have to stay in our lane and do what you like. You guys doing your your great thing and I'm doing my great things. And luckily we're sharing our journey today and trying to help and really inspire other people to really start with one little thing and get one little thing good and then get the next little thing. Because I think what the biggest thing that I find in my patients and probably your, your clients is they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed with the food decisions that they got to make and what is good and what is not and what, you know, and it's just like, like it's overwhelming. And so I tell patients, perfection is never a goal. Little steps by little steps make progress. And so uh, I tell people, give me a year with you and then you will learn how to live your new life. Mm, A year. That's a commitment. But that sets a good expectation. I think people are looking for change in a day, in a week, maybe a month. But that day, week, month is just the beginning. It's just starting to lay some of the foundation. And really, it does take six months, one year, you know, depending on where you're coming from to where you want to be to really make that shift in your health, in your body and in your life. Right. Well, I think we need to understand that we're this miracle and literally we're a miracle every day. 
And I think if we looked at it like that, we would say, oh, a miracle is going to take diligence and work and commitment and execution. Mm-hmm. Well said. And in in kind of honor of, you know, taking those little steps and and really living the value of health. What can you walk us through? Like, what does your day look like? How are you when you talk about self-care? How do you personally take care of yourself? What are the things you try and do every day? Okay. So the first thing I tell people, your day starts when you go to sleep. Because if you don't sleep, the rest of the day is not going to be productive and good. And you're not going to be in a good mood. So I always make sure before I go to bed, I have like, I know that I drink water and I take my nighttime supplements. Okay. Now, when I get home after I have dinner with my husband, I always do a meditation and a deep breathing. So I usually do a Wim Hof because that's a 10 minute, very easy thing to do. And then I usually listen to Selvegio. My favorite is Selvegio Frequencies. But I have other tones that I listen to, like Holosync. But they're all different frequencies, sound frequencies that help heal the body. So I see what I like. Are you on Spotify? Can I follow you and see what you're listening to on Spotify? (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Okay, great. So then I do that. And then I don't do technology before bed. You should never do technology before bed unless it's something urgent. So I try to get on my technology in the day because the blue light is so not healthy for you and it's not good. So you should definitely not do technology before bed. Okay. So I try not to. It's very hard. Okay. But I really try to honor that. I'm not perfect every day, but I try So then I I have in my bedroom, I turn off all the electricity. I have no electricity in my bedroom. In fact, I have now a canopy that shields me from EMFs because I'm very sensitive to EMFs. And so I have a, a literally a material that shields EMFs and I turn off the electricity. So that's what I personally do. Okay. You should not have electronics. You should not have your cell phone. You should not have any electricity in your bedroom. All right. And then before I go to bed, sometimes I'm in the mode of gratitude. I usually always will say 10 things that I'm thankful for. And then I sleep and I always usually sleep good. Okay. And if I don't, I have my little emergency natural remedies. I don't take sleeping pills or anything like that. You should never do that to go to sleep. Sleeping pills are dangerous for people. So for anyone listening out there, we, we can get people off sleeping pills. Then when I wake up, I wake up early because I've got to go work out. So before I get out of bed, I always go through as many things as possible that I am thankful for. So I'm thankful that I get to wake up, number one. Number two, I'm thankful. I always say thank you, God, universe, for perfect healing, perfect homeostasis, perfect harmony, and perfect health from head to toe. And then I go through, because I have all my kids, and I, I always thank God for the invincible solutions and wisdom I need to take care of all of my patients. So I have so many gratitude that I can hardly get out of bed because I have so much. I'm thankful for my bed, my pillow, that 
I get to know what I get to know, everything. So I, there's so many. And I live my entire life like that. So I have, I have a moment to walk down the hall. I think, what am I thankful for? So I live like that all day long, all right? That's just my mantra, how I live. So if I have a problem, I thank God for the, for the solution. I need the solution right now. I need it immediately. <laughs> and I, so I think in advance because you can't think in the problem because that's not going to get it. You need to think the universe because we have the zero point energy field that we all have access to every single day, right? And then I wake up, I do a green juice in the morning. <laughs> And a vitamin C and I put silica and all that and I take my morning vitamins. Then I run to the gym, run to the gym. I do mostly weights because as we age, we lose muscles. So we have sarcopenia. So I go, I do that. Then I come back, make co organic coffee, and then I take a quick shower. And then I, that's when I start doing a little technology. I start going through as many emails as I can take care of the urgent things, get rid of nonsense that I don't need to. And then uh, I make my breakfast and then I don't eat at home. I come to work and I come to work. So I usually do pulsed electromagnetic field. Uh, so that PMF is a mat that emanates energy to your body. Um, so as we age and for whatever reason, all these other things that zap your energy. So I lay down and do that. And then I use a special light on my head because light is healing. So I do a special light that I have here in the office. Uh, and one of my latest things I'm doing is methylene blue every day. So methylene blue, have you heard of methylene blue? I'm sure. I don't or, know that uh, one. Danielle knows it. What is yeah, this? It's, yeah, it's the oldest drug. It's the oldest drug ever invented. It was developed 145 years ago and it was originally used for malaria. And so, but it helps every single thing in your body. I'll send you great information about it. You guys will be doing it, I know. Um, but it helps. There isn't anything it doesn't help. Uh, and so um, so I will start, you know, do that. And then I make rounds. I have to make rounds with the staff. And then I start seeing patients at nine. So nine till about one. And then one to two is I take care of other things or do technology, connect with whatever's going on in the staff. And then I see patients from two to five. Usually I get done at 5.36, 6.30, cause you know, it depends on how many emergencies there are. Then I drive home to spa music. I always use music. I don't like any kind of news or anything like that. I want everything to maintain peacefulness or I make a call or whatever I need to do. And then I go home and have husband, my husband cooks, thank goodness. And uh, he cooks cause he gets home earlier than I do. And then I start this whole process, you know, all over again. Wow, it's so inspiring. It's like, how do you, if health is your number one value and it should be all of our number one value, then it's it's helpful to understand what it looks like for you and how you integrate it into every day. It's not just like a luxury and nice to have if you can get to the gym or something. Yeah, and I also like that you're you're in your in every moment that you're not being taken out of balance you're working to put yourself into balance because the world around you is going to create all these moments of stress and so in those moments where you get to choose and you're in control of your energy you're choosing the spa music and the relaxation like those moments to find harmony 
Right. And every opportunity when you have, like I said, you're walking down the aisle at the office, any little thing, think about what you're thankful for. Just live like that. Just, I learned this about 18 years ago. I hired this coach and she makes you commit three months. And I go, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And then she taught me how to do this and how to turn every negative thing into a positive. And then one of my other admirers was Thich Nhat Hanh. Do you know Thich Nhat Hanh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love him. So years ago, I listened to a cassette tape. So it was a long time ago. And how to turn negative seeds into positive seeds. And that is the art of life and survival. Yes. Yeah. So because as you said, life is hard. And so how you react to all of these situations is going to be how you live your life. Yeah. And are you going to to live with positivity or not? And it's hard. It is a practice. And we see that when you get stressed and you have more negativity in your life, in your mindset than positivity, it leads to that stress, which leads to disease. So I, I love that you really do focus on mindset and that while you're a doctor, you're giving people these real tools that can drastically change their lives. It's really beautiful. I feel like this entire episode was one big light work. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I learned so many different practices throughout it. If you were to give somebody one thing to do today, just one piece of light work, what would it, what would it be? Where do they start? Mm. I would say is how to program your brain every day. Work on programming your day to be positive and thankful. That is going to change your it, I promise you it will change your life. That was probably the most life-changing thing. There's a couple of life-changing things, but one of the most life-changing things is I learned how to control this. And it's not something that happens overnight. Okay. It, it's like it's like you're gonna learn Japanese. Well, you don't you're not good in you're not that good in six months. You gotta take years to get a, to be a master of yourself. It's years and years and years. And little progress is okay like it is okay and discipline is the foundation for progress so the more discipline you become then and you'll see how it's going to serve you well the universe gives you signals all the time that you're on track and you don't want to wait till you get a diagnosis to say oh i gotta change like i all the time i hear my patients go oh now this cancer was a gift or this was a gift. It changed my life. And maybe, yeah, maybe that is what it takes. But we need to, I think what we need to do is me be really proactive and preventive. Anyway, guys, I want I would love to do this again with you girls. I love it. I know. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Keeley. You're welcome, you guys. Today, we're getting back to the basics of Sakara, and so we wanted to share a bit about our Sakara Signature Nutrition Program for all of those listeners that are new to us. We created this program after healing ourselves to help others feel the same transformation that we experienced through the power of food as medicine. This program is based on the science behind a whole food, plant-rich diet and has been crafted around our proprietary nine pillars of nutrition 
which focuses on things like nutrient diversity and eating the rainbow, eating your water and getting enough sulfur-rich veggies into your diet, as well as cultivating body intelligence in order to have true mind, body, and soul transformation. The Sakara Signature Nutrition Program makes clean eating easy. It's entirely free from meat, gluten, dairy, refined sugar, pesticides, harmful chemicals, and GMOs. The menu is chef-crafted and changes weekly to highlight seasonal ingredients and recipes so you never have to sacrifice taste for eating healthy. If you're interested in learning more about our Sakara Signature Nutrition Program, head to sakara.com to see how you can customize the program to fit your needs and lifestyle. That's S-A-K-A-R-A dot com. And for a limited time, we wanted to give you all a gift of transformation. So use the code PODCAST20 at checkout for 20% off your first order of Sakara Life. I think so many of us are so busy these days trying to take care of the entire world around us, whether you're a busy professional or a mom I encourage you to give this gift of nutrition to yourself. You deserve to feel amazing in your body. And when you nourish yourself, then you're able to better take care of the world around you and share your special gifts with the world.